Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. I'm very excited about this one and it is much needed. I think about half of the problems I solve for coaches are around self-management, although that's often thought of as time management. And really it's less about managing time because time doesn't change for anybody, right? It's more about managing yourself and thus what you do with that time and how you show up. So I got a message last week from a coach which read something like, can you do an episode on time blocking? And I've had this question a few times and I was a bit like, "Mm, I don't know, because the concept of time blocking is very simple, right? So I asked her to elaborate a little bit and she said, my problem is concentration. I have a booking app, but I end up working 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Then I find I haven't eaten and I haven't done my paperwork and I'm playing catch up. So I asked what they would want to know specifically about time blocking, because as I said, like the, com- the, like the, the concept of time blocking is quite simple. And they said the main focus points, um, wh- oh no, sorry, which main focus points to consider, how to plan, how to plan in social media, booking clients in research and one-to-one sessions, right? So just generally, like essentially this was just a good example of you are not managing yourself well. Like this is a self-management issue. Even the part around like, and then I end up like, essentially your calendar is managing you. If you don't wanna work 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., don't put booking slots in those places, right? You have to be hard. You're meant to run your calendar, it's not meant to run you. And that starts with getting to know yourself and then prioritizing your time off the back of that. I've become more and more and more aware that success is all about managing yourself. The most successful people I know manage themselves extremely well. And you can't manage yourself unless you know yourself. So questions like, when do you work best? Are there certain times of day that you perform better for certain tasks? When are you most in flow? How many clients can you do or calls or podcasts or meetings? before the quality then drops. For example, and by the way, I think this is a huge point to make. I know personally that if I have three meetings or podcasts back to back with no break, then by the next one, or even by the end of the third one, like my concentration is going. And that's not fair on whoever is on the other side of that meeting, right? Actually, the person that's you know, your your sixth client of the day paid just as much money as your first client of the day, right? You need to show up for both of them the same. So I plan my day to make sure that I turn up at my best for everything. And overbooking or overcommitting isn't heroic. It simply means your quality of work will drop. And that is your reputation. And I know in the short term, it might not seem like much. Like, oh, just I'll just book in another one because someone will get, you know, I'll get that done. But actually over time, when you start to do that, that really starts to impact your reputation. And, and when I say block in times, like this doesn't necessarily mean that you're like, I can only do X amount of clients a day and then I have to stop work. It might not mean time off particularly. It might mean changing tasks, right? I'm a big fan of like changes as good as rest. I might be done with meetings or Zoom calls after three. Like I can't really do much more than that. But I'm buzzing to get onto my laptop and to do whatever needs to be done. Maybe it's more writing work. Maybe it's like working on a website. Maybe it's, I don't know, updating client things. 
whatever that might be, I'm up for that. I'm up for putting in my headphones and doing a couple of hours of work, but I'm not up for speaking to anybody. So that doesn't mean that your workday has to stop. It means you have to change tasks. Then I would consider where you work best. And this is likely dependent on the type of work that you're doing. So for example, I will do all my meetings at home and all my writing in coffee shops. And I think people underappreciate the impact of environment on performance and even training yourself for certain environments to behave in a certain way or to show up in a certain way, right? If you were looking at which gym you wanted to train at or train your clients out of, you would take that seriously, right? This is the same. You need to take it as seriously. What coffee shops do I work best in? Or what environment do I work best in? Or actually, do I work way better at home? Which tasks would I do in certain places? And a bit of a bonus here, exercise is such a good tool for resetting. So thinking about when you exercise. I prefer doing it first thing and I find it sets me up for the day. But I used to do it at lunchtime and that also had some benefits in terms of productivity levels after and energy levels after. Now I just simply don't have time for that and I like to get everything I need to do for myself done before 9am so that I can focus on business and on giving to others and I think for me now and I would say for most people but I'm not going to put assumptions on others if you haven't taken care of yourself first it's very hard to give to others right you can't pour from an empty cup that old that old chestnut but it's absolutely true. Even when you're thinking about your concentration span or your ability to be present and not thinking about other things. If you're in a meeting and you're thinking, oh, will I get time to train today? Oh, I wonder what I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm a bit stressed that I might not be able to get that in. I didn't get one in yesterday either. That's not you showing up at your best. So as I mentioned at the start, I feel like this is a big, important topic because almost every single check-in I do on AFM mentions time management and as I've said already I think the realization that it's actually self-management is a biggie because people can say like I think this is thrown around quite a lot I'm really bad at time management but if you said I'm really bad at self-management come up like you have to be good at that that is literally your one job how influential is that on your whole life you have to be able to manage yourself effectively and that's a skill And so by self-management, I mean what you do, when you do it, and how it fits around your priorities, your energy levels, and how that impacts how you show up in every single area of your life. So when you're thinking about prioritizing, think about, firstly, like that just simply means what is most important. And don't get confused by what is urgent, because important should come first. So focus on the things that are driving your business forward. For example, if like me, your podcast brings in the most clients, that has to come pre-social media post, even if the social media post is more urgent. But that's not an excuse not to do it, right? Then I sometimes say, oh, you know, I didn't have time for any social media because I just did podcasts and you said they were more important. No, 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 you should do both. And one doesn't work without the other, right? If your social media isn't driving people to your podcast, there's no point doing it because nobody's listening, right? It's a lot like when a client asks, what's more important, calories or protein? Both are important. What's more important, going to the gym or getting my steps in? Both, you cannot choose, right? But if you, for example, if you had a fat loss goal 
and you get to the end of the day and you find that you'd have to go over your calories to hit your protein target. Cool, you prioritize calories because that's what's most important. But you don't just accept that you've gone for the priority. You then say, how can I plan tomorrow to make sure that I hit both targets? The same is true with your business plans, right? If you're like, oh, I didn't have time to post as much on social media, but I did get my podcast in. Okay, cool. How are you gonna make sure that you get both in next week? Because both are important, even if one is a priority. So now that you know what the most important things are, and I've spoken about this before, but really focusing on the 80-20 of business, what are the 20% things that you're doing that are driving your business forward most effectively? You need to identify those and really hammer those down. And then you need to plan. And here is how I do it. So I plan almost every single hour of my day. Now that might be too much for some people, but it's very effective for me. And I have to say, from working with a lot of coaches, I've noticed that, don't know if this is 100% accurate. The second part of this is, I was gonna say, I've noticed that the busier you are, almost the less important it is to plan because it's kind of forced upon you, right? I know if I need to do something, okay, realistically, I only have a couple of hours of the day that I can move things around. So the busier you are, sometimes, same with like clients and dieting. I'm like, actually, dieting's easier when you're busy because you don't have time to sit around and faff around. I found, especially with working with people who are coming from the gym floor to online and suddenly drop a lot of clients in person and are working fully online, they're like, I'm not sure what to do with this extra time that I used to be on the gym floor. Or or maybe even people that were um, working hours and now they're doing rent and they're like, oh, I've got this extra time. You need to be more detailed with your plan when you're not busy so that you don't waste time. Right, and here's how I prioritize. So I'll look at meetings, clients, calls, podcasts, the things that can't move, they need to go in my calendar first. The things I need to get done that week, they need to go in first. So I might have X amount of calls for AFM, I might have X amount of podcasts I need to do, I'll have meetings with Amelia, meetings with Chloe, like these things that I'm not gonna move and that I need to organize with other people, they go in first. Then I set out my work blocks. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to work on my business? especially the things that require the most energy and creativity and then goes in like what what are the things I need to do in my business now a lot of that's kind of scheduled in for me already like I'll do a social media post in the morning before I go to the gym right or I might have stuff you know if I ever get caught out I literally have what am I on 10,260 notes like there's got to be a decent social media post in in there or the other thing to remember is that Once you've been posting on social media for six months, you can pretty much just look back and see what did well, reword it, add something, reframe it a little bit, look at it from a different angle and repost it, right? It's the same stuff you'll be talking about. I sometimes see posts that I put up years and years and years ago and I'm talking up to like 10 years ago and I'm like, these are still relevant. And sometimes I read them and I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't even remember writing that. Like, I don't know that information, which is quite worrying about my memory, but anyway. Then I'll put in like admin and extras and I make a bit of a list that I look at when I've got work blocks. So it will be an A, B, C list with A being the most important things that need to get done and C the least important things. And these are usually things that I'll look at in the evening. So they're more mindless things like, 
sorry, I'm not, <clears throat> hopefully not getting ill, but anyway, um, yeah, there'll be more mindless things in the evening that aren't, actually, honestly, sometimes it might be important, but I don't need to use my best energy for it. So as an example, I need to make sure I update the EIQ website with the links to sign up for tomorrow before the email goes out tomorrow. That's actually very important that I do that, but does it need to be done in my prime brain working hours? No, I can do that in the evening before I go to bed and actually probably needs to be done then. <laughs> very bad example because <laughs> otherwise it'll be up too early. Anyway, I don't wanna waste my most creative hours slash brain energy on updating links on a website or changing little things that don't require any real thought behind them. Then I would also recommend things like splitting up your work blocks with walks or with downtime. Big favorite of mine is productive procrastination. So if you find that, hey, let's say I've been working for an hour and I'm like, mm, output's kind of slowing here. I will produ productively procrastinate by replying to DMs. That would be, you know, it's still technically work, but you wanna set aside blocks so that you're not distracting yourself from the most important work that you're doing. And remember that you're not a robot. You won't get quality work done for over three hours. Like you need little breaks here and there. A lot of people like the Pomodoro technique where it's like 20 minutes of work and then a break and 20 minutes of work and then a break. That does not work for me in the slightest. And then a lot of people have refuted that and been like, you can't possibly get into flow state within 20 minutes and then you're taking yourself out of it and then you have to try and get back into it again and actually it's a really bad way to work. With a lot of these things, it's trial and error. Who are you to say it's a bad way to work if someone else gets great output doing that? Cool, try it, see if you like it. I absolutely hated it, but it's worth trying. And then, as I've already said, exercise can really revitalize energy. And I would highly recommend utilizing this in your day. Now, I often don't say this on my fitness side of things, but I exercise, no, sometimes I have a rest day. Probably not as often as I would if I was prioritizing physical health. Um, not that I'm not prioritizing physical health. I guess I mean by that, if I was prioritizing like optimal building of muscle, right? but I don't do that even with my training, let alone my recovery from training. So I prefer doing pretty short, sharp sessions, five to six days a week, mainly because it makes me feel good and because I'm so much more productive if I've exercised. So that's how I will train, but does that give me the best physical results? No. Does it give me the best balance between physical results and the output that I wanna put in at work and how I show up? Yes, so that's how I do it. But everyone will be slightly different there. And then there are so many benefits to planning your time. You know, the obvious ones, like it stops you wasting time. It allows you to be more productive. But I think one of the most underrated is that it helps you to be present. And that means not worrying about all the things that you have to do because you've already planned them in. So you can stop worrying about whether you will or won't fit them in. And I used to really struggle with being present, which I think is probably why I'm in a good position to help others with this. It's something that I massively struggled with. And to be honest, still do. I'm just way better than I used to be. But planning my time, I think has been the real change here. I used to sit at dinner with my friends or my family thinking about all the things that I had to do. And I would never really enjoy it 
because I'd be worrying about having not done this or will I have time to do that now I plan everything in and then I kind of compartmentalize that because then I can focus on being present in the moment and I use Google Calendar for this as I'm sure most people listening will already know and I guess for clients I would recommend planning in things like when are you going to get those steps in when are you going to fit in your workouts or what social events do you have coming up or trips or long days or how do you plan around this and how's that going to impact your fat loss goal and how do you make sure that you're still making progress same is true for your business like this is a fundamental skill for everyone for all aspects of life it's self-management my weekdays are completely structured and this is an extreme you don't have to go to this extreme but mine are completely structured from 5 45 to 7 p.m every hour is accounted for in fact this week it's going to be from 5 a.m to 7 p.m because i've got a lot to do but anyway every single hour is accounted for then that doesn't mean it can't change and i think that's what i love about having like a digital calendar is that hey like stuff changes that's life of course it does whereas if it's all written down in pen it's like it gets pretty messy and then before you know it if you're anything like me and how messy i am with writing like that makes absolutely no sense and i can't even read what i'm meant to be doing whereas the digital version and the fact that you can move things or you can delete things or things get cancelled like it makes a lot of sense it works exceptionally well but i think the point here is i hear so many people that are like yeah i tried that it didn't work for me you didn't stick to it that's the problem it's like you have to use the calendar and actually stick to it and if you want time up like block in your work blocks not as like free time to do anything you want or oh yeah you could book in a call here or you can do this and then like that should be as important as the meetings that you have scheduled you need to block them in as no one can book out this time because that's when i'm recording a podcast or that's when i'm doing this bit of work if you want to get more out of your time you need to get better at managing yourself and if you're on afm you will be pleased to know that i am gonna like i guess systemize this into some kind of method for you to apply because as a business owner everything comes from you and your energy and that's why we need to prioritize everything we can to make sure that you show up at your absolute best And for those who are listening that are not on AFM, if you think you could be helping more people, but you hold yourself back, head to afm.co, wait, no, it's not that, afmentors.co.uk, have a little read, see if you think we're a good fit, book in a call, and if I can help you, we can discuss mentoring. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you think that you know someone who might benefit from listening to this, please do send them it, and have a lovely day.